You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Friday. Hope you guys are all doing well. A lot to get to on a Friday edition of the podcast coming out a little bit later than normal. Apologies for that. But still, a lot of BYU news to get to. A new quarterback added to the roster for BYU, Jacob Conover, officially a Cougar after all this time. We'll talk about that. We'll also get some thoughts from Jeff Grimes during BYU media availability yesterday. Had some great thoughts on the upcoming matchup for BYU against Navy that we'll get to. And of course, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Today's show is brought in part by our good friends at Built Bar, as well as All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of them here in just a little bit. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 4th, 2020. What's up, friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. If you haven't done so already, if you're new to the show, make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, just to name a few. And also make sure to leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you like about the show, those five-star ratings, are what we're looking for on Apple iTunes in particular. So thanks in advance for your continued support of the show. All right, some uh, sizable news coming out uh, yesterday. And I don't know how many people know about this, but I think it got revealed on Twitter yesterday. And that is that Jacob Conover, the quarterback signee for BYU from Chandler High School in Arizona, he is officially a BYU Cougar. He is going to be on the roster uh, here in the next little bit. He officially will be a walk-on this year. And what I mean by that is he wasn't able to join the BYU football program as a walk-on until school began earlier this week. As soon as school began, he's enrolled in school at BYU this fall. He is on the roster as a walk-on player. I would anticipate coming up in January, he will be a guy who's going to be on the roster on scholarship. But he wanted to join the football program as soon as possible. He had his uh, mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints cut a little bit short due to the COVID-19 pandemic. There's thousands of missionaries out there who had a similar situation. And he's been home working out, getting himself in shape. And now he's going to be part of the BYU football program. It actually comes at a good time, funny enough, because as it stands right now, I don't expect Jaron Hall to be available for at least the foreseeable future. I don't know if it's a season-ending injury for Jaron Hall, but it sounds like he's got a significant leg injury that is going to preclude him from participating at least in the Navy game and probably much longer than that. So Jacob Conover, the bare minimum as a walk-on with the BYU football program, now provides depth, a guy who can really, I think, step into a role on the scout team, give BYU's defense a real good look because Conover... He's a really, really talented quarterback. You don't go to Chandler High School in Arizona and win state titles for nothing. This is one of the top programs in the state of Arizona, and he was a three-year starter, if I'm not mistaken, for the the Wolves down there, speaking of Chandler. And by all accounts, just a stellar, stellar player. Maybe not the world's greatest athlete uh, in terms of if you were to put Jaron Hall and Jacob Conover on the same field and have them test their... athletic ability. Jaron Hall's probably going to test out out of the gym as compared to Conover, but Conover has been well-tutored as a quarterback. So 
with Jaron Hall shelved, at least for the next little bit here, your starting quarterback, we've already seen it, is going to be Zach Wilson. Baylor Romney had already beaten out Jaron Hall for the number two quarterback spot. I don't care what you guys want to say about that. I've reported that for multiple weeks now. Baylor Romney's your number two quarterback. He's going to be your number two quarterback for the time being, and it'll remain that way. And then I would expect right now the third string spot for BYU is probably a trio of guys. I would put Rhett Riley, Sol J. Maiava Peters, and Jacob Conover as your number three quarterbacks right there. Mason Fakahua probably also in the mix, but maybe the fourth guy, a little more raw than the other guys on this roster. But think about it this way. There are a lot of quarterbacks on BYU's roster, and it's not too long ago that BYU actually had to call Christian Stewart up and say, hey, Christian, um, can you come back and throw for us in spring ball? We don't have enough quarterbacks. Think of how things are now as compared to then. It's a nice thing to have all these quarterbacks in the room. Will some of them undoubtedly probably decide, you know what, I'm not getting enough playing time and transfer? I would anticipate that being the case. But that's the case, and I think, all across college football. It's nothing that's out of the ordinary. It's nothing that you can say, wow, they're not loyal to their team. These guys want to play ball. And a quarterback position is probably the toughest position in all of football to get on the field and maintain your spot. Because there's one guy, and you don't like changing it up all the time. Very rare does a two quarterback or three quarterback system work out in everybody's favor Uh, the old adage is if you have two quarterbacks you don't have a quarterback BYU Zach Wilson is the guy Baylor Romney if something were to happen to Zach Wilson is your number two and now with Jaron Hall shelved for the next little bit at minimum I'm I'm thinking guys this might be a season ending deal for Jaron we'll see what happens we'll be sure to bring you any other news that we hear on it but according to our sources it's not good for Jaron Hall currently and I think at number three you have a bunch of young guys Jacob Conover Soljay Maiava Peters both of them true freshmen you have Rhett Riley who's been a walk on with the program for the past two seasons as a sophomore redshirt sophomore if I'm not mistaken and Mason Fakahua redshirted a year ago so he's a redshirt freshman so there's a lot of youth in that quarterback room behind Zach Wilson and Baylor Romney but I do like the fact that BYU has extra bodies there because you can't never can have enough quarterbacks I feel like one hit can take a guy out we saw it last year Zach Wilson uh, dinks up his thumb against uh, against Toledo and then he's never the same after that Baylor Romney had a foot injury that he played through a lot of last year had that amazing win against Boise State Jaron Hall has had multiple concussion issues and now a hip issue that is apparently going to preclude him from participating for the foreseeable future. So you can never have enough bodies in the quarterback room. And I actually really respect BYU under Aaron Roderick's direction, Jeff Grimes and Klein Satake overall. He's the head coach. They've done a good job recruiting that quarterback room. There's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of guys who are going to be chomping at the bit to show what they can do. But the nice part is the competition that's going to come out of this from all of these guys is only going to make whoever you pick as your starter to be better. And that I'm looking more towards the future because the future right now, the near-term future, is Zach Wilson for our however long he stays healthy so i just i just look at this and it feels like this is a big opportunity for byu going into this game against navy and 
I think that Zach Wilson should be poised to have a really good game. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what the defense that he'll be facing looks like. We'll get to some comments from Jeff Grimes here in just a moment because this Navy defense, they are ferocious. Brian Newberry, their defensive coordinator, came in a year ago and really took over and re- revitalized the defense. They gotten a little passive, I feel like, in the years before that. We'll break that down here in just a minute. But before we do that, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at BuiltBar.com, guys. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars on the market, bar none. Pardon the pun there, but I love Built Bars. They're covered in 100% chocolate, and I mean this sincerely. They taste like a candy bar, y'all. They are absolutely phenomenal, and I can't recommend them enough. And recently, Built Bar actually completely revolutionized their Built Bar. They completely revitalized it. New packaging, new ingredients. They've got 18 different flavors now. Uh, By the way, my new favorite right now of the flavors is a brand new one they just launched with the relaunch of the Built Bar, and that is the Cherry Barcia. I'm a big fan of the fruit flavors, but I also like the chocolate flavors there's a chocolate peanut butter brownie flavor that's absolutely phenomenal i'm telling you they have a flavor that will work for you there's 18 of them to pick from go to builtbar.com you can learn more about this company they are phenomenal like i said they're revolutionizing the protein bar game and some of you may have paid attention to me on social media recently i've been on a weight loss journey it's something i've been trying to do for years i'm a heavy set dude but i need to lose some weight get into my mid 30s so got to drop some of that poundage and built bar has been a big part of this i've dropped about 20 pounds this summer and looking forward to continue to dropping many more pounds. I've still got a long ways to go. But Built Bars are going to be right there with me for this entire journey that I'm on. They can be on the journey with you as well. If you're trying to put on weight, pack on that muscle, you're a gym rat, they can do that. They're the perfect solution for the health-conscious guy or gal, guys. So go to BuiltBar.com, learn more about them. And while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And you'll get $10 off your next order. Whether you're a longtime customer of Built Bar or a brand new one, $10 off your order using that promo code locked on. Phenomenal way to save some money on the best tasting and the best overall protein bars on the market. That's builtbar.com. Let's get you caught up on everything going on from BYU football media availability yesterday evening. BYU's offensive players and coaches were available to the media. We had a chance to speak with BYU offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes. And I have to say, Jeff Grimes is one of my favorite people to hear from. He's a no-nonsense guy, but also very insightful when it comes to his offense. But I wanted to start off with his thoughts on the loss of Matt Bushman. This is a guy who has coached Bushman for a long time now, was counting on Bushman is being part of BYU's offense, might be the biggest part of BYU's offense this year outside of Zach Wilson, at quarterback. It's a major, major loss for BYU that we've hashed and rehashed already earlier this week. But it was our first chance to talk to Coach Grimes about the loss of Matt Bushman, and he paid a big tribute to his senior tight end. And here's what he had to say, as well as what he expects from the group of tight ends who will be replacing him. I'd like to start by just saying a couple of words about Matt, if you don't mind. I just... Um... I'm hurt for the kid. I really am. Um, I've, I've been coaching for 28 years and maybe only another time or two do I remember an, an injury that that um, that saddened me as much as this one did. Uh, just because I've seen so much growth in Matt the past couple of years, the way that he's that he's trusted us as a coaching staff, 
the way that he's developed as a, as a leader, as um, as a complete player. Um, and, and I have no question that he was in position to have a tremendous senior year. And so we'll miss him. We really will. We'll miss his leadership and we'll miss his play on the field. Um, however, the show goes on, right? And so the next step uh, for us as a coaching staff was to sit down and say, okay, you don't replace Matt, but how can we do our best uh, collectively to uh, make up the difference? And that's what it's going to take. It's not going to take any one player just taking his spot. It's going to be uh, a collective group effort to do that. And so there were some plays that um, – Isaac Rex might just take his spot. Maybe another play. Mason Wake might. Um, on some plays, we might play. We change some from 12 personnel to 11 personnel. Um, so there are a number of plays where we just insert another tight end. Some plays, we might target someone a little bit differently as the primary receiver. Um, but it certainly affected our game plan. And, and the first thing was to try to do our best to get uh, the right guys in the right spots. As a follow-up, how well do you think those young guys are prepared to face their first game on Monday? How do you prepare them and, and maybe some of the other guys that have experience for different roles? Yeah, so, you know, the two guys at tight end that will take the lion's share of those reps will be Isaac and Mason. And, you know, Mason has played a fair amount and um, Isaac has played a little bit. And so I have no question that the two of them have the ability to get the job done. Um, it will be a big challenge playing against a really good team and a really good defense in their first game. And so I, I would um, suspect that they'll play well. I think they'll rise to the challenge, but it, it will be it'll be work for them for sure. And the answer, I guess, a more direct answer to your question is just give them as many reps as we can to uh, to get them ready for those scenarios. There you go, Jeff Grimes, and some very thoughtful words on what Matt Bushman has meant to the BYU football program. You heard him talk about it. It's one of the more impactful injuries as a coach he's ever had, and I can believe that. But interesting to hear him talk about the guys who will replace Bushman are going to be Isaac Rex. That's probably going to be more of the passing sets where you need a guy who can really catch the ball. And then Mason Wake. That's a surprise name. Mason is a guy who was listed as a tight end a year ago, but played more of a traditional fullback slash H-back role. So the way I see it, him mentioning those two players, is that Isaac Rex is likely going to be your pass-catching option to replace Matt Bushman's production in that department. But then Mason Wake, at six foot one, 250 pounds, he is going to be that bowling ball of a blocker on the edge for BYU on rushing downs. He's going to come in and set the edge, really become that extra blocker on the field to hopefully open up holes for guys like Lopini Katoa and Tyler Algier. I think it's actually a pretty smart move. I still expect guys like Carter Wheat and Lane Lunt to participate and be guys who can contribute in the passing game. I think Kyle Griffiths is also an option more in the mold of a, he's also listed as a fullback like Mason Wake, who's going to be able to participate and be that blocker. As I said on the podcast earlier earlier this week, it might have been Wednesday when I talked about this, it's going to be a by-committee approach to replace what Matt Bushman has brought to the BYU football program. You're going to need every guy at both the fullback and the tight end spots to really step up in his absence, and it will be interesting to see how things are revamped here with the BYU offense going into the Navy game to really, I think, work to these different guys' skill sets. Because when you had Matt Bushman on the field, you had a chance to say, you know what, Matt, you can do it all. You can Block, you can pass catch, you can be that decoy for us. You you force defenses to account for you. 
Can BYU find a way to make the other tight ends slash fullbacks, H-backs, whatever you want to term them, on the roster now become that same thing? It's going to be an interesting chess match to see what Aaron Roderick and Jeff Grimes come up with. But, hey, football's on the way. We saw some games last night. We saw a game last Saturday. BYU plays on Monday. It is coming, folks, and get excited. Now, of course, I mentioned just earlier that guys like Mason Wake are going to have to open the holes for Lopini Katoa and Tyler Algier. Well, Coach Grimes has asked about the running backs and what Algier did to become the co-starter at running back alongside Katoa. We have a lot of confidence in both of those guys. And, and um I think the first thing Tyler did is he he got himself into the best shape of his career. Um, he's leaner than he has been, stronger than he has been, faster. And so I think he's in better shape than he's ever been in before. Uh, has run really hard and really physical in this camp. And then he's proven himself in the other areas as well as a receiver and as a blocker. And so he's he's really stepped his game up and showed us that that we can trust him to that extent. So I I like both those guys. So there you go. Tyler Algier has really worked on his body, worked on his game, and impressed guys like Jeff Grimes. He is a kid that ran for 2,500 yards as a senior in high school. He came to BYU as a walk-on, a preferred walk-on, and has since earned a scholarship, has bounced around to different positions, playing both linebacker and running back at BYU. But it looks like for now and for the foreseeable future, if not the rest of his career, he will be a running back for the BYU football program. And after what he did in the Hawaii Bowl last year, and let's not get into the fact that he probably should have carried the ball on that final play that would have won the game for BYU. He averaged over nine yards per carry in that game after Lopini Katoa got injured. And he is a phenomenal, phenomenal prospect at running back. I think he's really come along. I think the two-headed monster of Lopini Katoa and Tyler Algier, they're going to lead BYU in rushes this year. If they can be the 1A and the 1B at running back, guess what? That'd be fantastic because you've already lost Hinkley Rapati to an injury. You had Devontae Henry Cole transfer. You've had Bruce Garrett leave the program. There's not a lot of depth at running back all all of a sudden for BYU. So if you can get two guys, the caliber of Lopini Katoa and Tyler Algier to really just be your guys there, that'd be a fantastic development for the BYU football program. Now let's get to some thoughts from Coach Grimes on what they're going to face against Navy. Navy is a defense last year that really turned themselves around. Brian Newbery, their new head coach, not a new head coach, the new defensive coordinator came in and really revitalized this defense. They became one of the more aggressive defenses you'll find, and I expect that's going to stay the same when they face off against BYU. Diego Fago is their leader and their star at linebacker, but they have most of their guys back, and I would expect they're going to bring the heat on BYU. Well, Coach Grimes was asked what he expected. Actually, I asked the question, uh, but he was asked, what do you expect to see from Navy? And here was his assessment of the midshipman defense. They are a really, really, really good defense. 16th in the nation in total defense. And they play in a league where teams score points. Um, And and, uh, 10th in rush defense, 28th sacks on the year, um, high turnover margin. They're, They're good. And they return... Uh, most of their players from last year's defense. Um, A little bit atypical from what you would normally see with an academy defense, very aggressive, um, more more zero coverage blitzes than what I've seen from anyone probably since 
I was coaching at Virginia Tech with Bud Foster, the defensive coordinator there who would call a zero blitz anytime, anywhere. And, and this guy's kind of the same way. And, you know, most defenses will reserve those blitzes for specific scenarios, maybe the low red zone inside the 10 yard line or a goal line short yardage situation or the end of the game when they've got to get the ball back. You could get you could get a, a zero blitz on first and ten on your own thirty yard line, and, and he'll he'll think nothing of it. And then he'll also drop eight and play coverage and everything in between. And so there's a lot of variety, and um, and a willingness to to go after you. And so I, I really respect the guy and what he's done there. I respect their players. They play incredibly hard, and it'll be a great challenge for us, to be honest with you. There you go, aggressive, aggressive defense. You heard Coach Grimes talk about it by most metrics a top 30 overall defense in the country they bring cover zero blitzes they're just going to come after you and that's what i expect to see from navy on monday night they're absolutely going to force the action and bring the pressure to byu are the cougars going to be ready for it can they respond to it i think having the offensive line that they do as well as the returning players at multiple positions across the field should help the cougars but you know what I can guarantee Coach Newbury and that defense are absolutely going to put pressure on BYU. One final thought here from Coach Grimes before we wrap this up is that I asked him also, what is your readiness level? How do you assess the readiness of your team heading into this game? Here's what he had to say. I think we're about where we should be with the number of days that we have left. Certainly not ready to play tomorrow, um, but you never really are until you get to the day before the game. So, um, I think we're about where we need to be. Uh, but, you know, when you're playing young guys, particularly um, when you're playing young guys in large roles, you just you you can't get enough reps of them doing the things that they'll have to do. Um, there's there's so much experience at a number of positions. And in some of those other positions, we will use younger guys in an auxiliary role, maybe at receiver or something like that. Um, but at the position of tight end where you have young guys who are going to who are going to fill the entire void, that's that's where you just want every moment that you can have leading up to the game there you have it jeff grimes he says that this offense is ready to go not necessarily for a game tomorrow but on track to be ready for monday night and i think that's a positive development for the byu football program i'm looking forward to this game we're going to do podcasts all weekend long getting you ready for it a closer look at the defense for navy and their offense kind of a scouting report and of course we'll have a full game preview for you on the monday edition of the show tuesday we'll be recapping it football season is here folks and i couldn't be more excited to be part of it and hopefully you guys are going to be on board with us all season long all right we'll catch up on some other byu news and notes here in just a moment before we do that though today's show has been brought to you in part by our good friends at all guard pest control i love this company i am not ashamed to admit that they take care of my pest control needs and i hope you will trust all guard pest control to take care of yours the best part about it is this is a local company in the state of utah that's based in utah county but capable of servicing anybody up and down the wasatch front whether you're in davis or weber county wasatch county tooele county salt lake county maybe even juab if you live in nephi who knows they'll come out and take care of you 
I love what Seth Barrett and his team are doing. They're big-time BYU fans, but they have the expertise and the know-how to make sure that any and all pest control issues you might have are abated and never come back. I love what this company is all about. They're all about the customer. They're taking the utmost precautions right now with the COVID-19 pandemic. They're wearing their masks, their gloves. They're being smart. If you want them to treat the outside of your home and not come on the interior, they'll customize whatever you want to your needs. No matter what your issues might be, you have murder hornets. Remember that from a couple months back? Murder hornets, wasps, more likely, uh, ants, spiders, no matter what it might be, All Guard Pest Control can handle it, guys, and they will do it with a smile on their face and they'll make sure that you are taken care of. That's what I love about this company. They are all about the customer. Feel free to give them a call anytime you want. 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Or you can go online and learn more about them at All Guard Pest Controls. That's All Guard Pest Controls with an S.com. Learn more about this company. Even search out their Google reviews. They are absolutely phenomenal. People rant and rave about how good of a service All Guard Pest Control is. So check it out, guys. That's All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812, a proud partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, a quick note for you guys before we go here on this Friday edition of the show, and it's something that I wrote on the new Cougs Daily newsletter. You can find it at Substack. You go to cougsdaily.substack.com. You can subscribe. My writing comes right to your email inbox, and I enjoy doing it. There are going to be some unique pieces. They're going to collaborate with the podcast here, and just some crossover stuff as well. I'm excited to do this. We'll be bringing you a lot of stuff on that coming up in the near future, but I also wanted to talk to you about what my latest post is about. I wrote the BYU fans, we all need to embrace BYU after dark. And what I mean by that is BYU announced earlier this week that their home opener will be an 8.15 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff against Troy on September 26th. I get that the 8 o'clock kickoffs are not ideal. I completely understand that, but I can tell you this much right now. Get used to that this season at bare minimum and probably get used to that for the foreseeable future. Especially this year when BYU is the only team west of El Paso, Texas, west of the excuse me, west of the Rocky Mountains to play football. ESPN is going to lock BYU in any home game that they have into that 10.15 p.m. Eastern time kickoff, which is 8 o'clock here along the Wasatch Front. If you live on the West Coast, okay, great for you. You get a 7 o'clock kickoff. That's more ideal. But I really look at this, and it's just something that is going to be a big opportunity for BYU no matter how late of a night it is. I get that you guys have kids. I have kids that are under the age of 5. I could not take them to these games. Granted, I also work covering these games. It's a little different in my reality versus yours. I also know a lot of you probably have church responsibilities on Sunday. I also have that. But this year, I'm surprised that ESPN honestly didn't announce all five BYU home games that are not North Alabama to be an 8 p.m. or later kickoff on the mothership this coming season. Obviously, they're going to play it by ear. They don't want to lock themselves in to anything in case COVID-19 does ultimately cancel the season or curtail it. But I wouldn't have been surprised if ESPN said, you know what? Every home game for BYU on this roster is going to be on the ESPN family of networks, and the kickoff time will be 8 p.m. or later local time. It wouldn't have surprised me because BYU is going to be the Western base for all of ESPN's football coverage this fall. So get used to it, folks. I know it's not ideal. I, I completely get it. You'd rather be playing at 1.30 in the afternoon. It's not in the afternoon anymore. That old adage from that crotchety BYU fan all those years ago still rings true, but... 
this year especially and going forward, BYU is going to be playing a lot of late nights. So use the hashtag BYUAfterDark and let's have a lot of fun this year. All right, that'll do it for a Friday edition of the show, guys. A big thank you for your continued support of the podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you guys each and every day. As I said, we're going to do preview editions all weekend long, getting you ready for this game against Navy. Looks at the Navy defense, who to pay attention to on that front, as well as BYU's offense against them and then vice versa. BYU's defense against Navy's offense. And we're just have it all we're going to have you ready for this game whenever it kicks off on Monday night you're going to be geeked you'll know exactly what's going on and you will be the smartest BYU fan in the room so a big thank you once again for joining us here on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars follow the show on social media for the latest when it comes to BYU sports as well as the podcast search us out on Facebook on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked on Cougars you can follow my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch and also feel free to email us anytime time locked on byu at gmail.com is the email address have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this hope you guys are all doing well this has been the locked on cougars podcast for september 4th 2020 we will talk to you guys tomorrow